This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, Hawks fans? Nick Merrick here with Episode 9 of the Portland Winter Hawks podcast. Catching up, it's been a few weeks since we've had our podcast last drop. Andy Dirt Johnson, he's been a little bit of a busy man, to say the least. New father now to Theodore, just three weeks old, almost a month. Congratulations, Andy and Michelle. Nick Merrick with you here. We'll be taking over the reins on this week's episode of the Portland Winterhawks podcast. Now, there's a lot to cover for the Winterhawks since the month of February. First and foremost, the fact that the Winterhawks clinched postseason berth, 13th consecutive time the Winterhawks will contend for the Ed Chenoweth Cup, uh, 13th consecutive season, we should say. So very impressive there for the Portland Winterhawks uh, taking care of business here in late February uh, before they even have to worry about those games in March. But obviously, as much as it is nice to clinch a spot, I think these teams know, especially Portland, when I say teams, I'll explain in a minute, uh, how important this month in March is going to be for the Winterhawks and the Western Hockey League. You have teams fighting still for playoff positioning for the Portland Winterhawks. Yes, they've clinched berth into the postseason, but this is a team that's very hungry they want home ice advantage first and foremost. They're, they should solidify that one in the next week or two. Uh, but they really are trying to contend not only for a U.S. division title, but a chance to win the Western Conference title, which will make them the number one overall seed in the Western Conference, guaranteeing them home ice advantage all the way until the WHL Finals if that happens. I know that's a huge focus for the team. When I talk with the players, I've spoken with Mike Johnston. They always are looking at those opportunities to gain that half a step, if you will over other teams and, and potentially clinching there uh, and becoming a U.S. division champion would be a way to do so. But this Winterhawks team is firing on all cylinders, especially in February. I mean, some of the numbers that just stand out right away, Andy Kemper had maybe one of the best ones. The team was just dominating offensively. They scored 37 goals. They only allowed seven goals in their first five games. So they won by an average of six goals per game per contest. That is unheard of and unprecedented numbers uh, for that type of history. And Andy Kemper said, in fact, that was the largest margin of, of victory for any Winterhawks team since its inception 49 years ago uh, to put that this year's Winterhawks class in pretty good air. Uh, so love to see that they're kind of firing back. And with the help of that, obviously, Nate Danielson, we'll talk on him a little bit. He's had a nice addition to the club ever since he was acquired. Jan Spoonar has since returned as well. So the team is getting very close 
close to 100% healthy. And in fact, this Victoria trip might be the first time since the trade deadline that the Winterhawks were 100% healthy. Everybody at the expense of the lineup going into this two games on the weekend in Victoria. Will be very exciting if that's the case. Uh, but let's get back to some of the fun there in February with all that goal scoring. Nate Danielson has really elevated his play on this Portland Winterhawks team. He came in as expected. You heard from Mike Johnston after our last podcast episode saying how key it was to get a player of his caliber and a chance to kind of allow this team to, to go for it, right? It gives you a chance to actually contend for the Edge Schnauth Cup once again. Uh, and he's a a missing piece that the Portland Winterhawks were, were very appreciative to add into their lineup there after the deadline. He's a 200-foot centerman. He's very good on penalty kills. We've already seen him on the top power play unit as well. He's put up a couple of goals. He scored at home. He's dishing out points. He had a career-high five-point game with Portland uh, just a few nights ago, actually. Uh, against the Everett Silvertips there in that in that big win, uh, and also against, uh, or rather against Vancouver there on mascot night. So a couple of big games for him. I think it's really helping to solidify the Winterhawks' offensive threat, especially with their 12 forwards they roll out. This is a full-scoring team, and I think it's one that's going to be very dangerous once we get into March and you, know, you start going through more of these three games and three-night stretches. Uh, there's a lot of Portland Winterhawks players that can kind of take over the reins, and, and Nate Danielson has slid right in and has uh, pretty much been added as advertised, if you will. And I think for him, he thinks Portland has been as advertised uh, in terms of his skill set, being able to slide right in and help a team that obviously wants to contend for a championship. Uh, so now with Danielson into the mix, Jan Spoonar comes back. Pretty impressive to see his numbers as well. He has a CHL leading goals against average and save percentage. He has been excellent since returning. And I think that's one of those questions too, when you have a goaltender who misses two and a half months of the season, I'm sure that many of the fans tuning in here did as well. Will Jan Spoonar be the same Jan Spoonar we saw back in October or will he take a little bit of a slide? Uh, I think he answered those questions pretty quickly. He's been pretty darn efficient, very good. And his first two starts in particular, two goals against. Literally allows one goal in his return after missing two and a half months. Very next day, one goal allowed. So he's even able to handle the back-to-back -back loads. I think that's going to be really good now that Portland, especially in the second half, or I should say now second fourth, or final fourth of the season, uh, can actually rotate through some goaltenders because Justin Marich, Nick Avaki, and Luke Brunin have been so good for Portland while Spoonar was out. So just because Spoonar is back and you're thinking, oh boy, we got this this uh, you know golden boy goaltender in the CHL. The Winterhawks have a lot of depth there uh, back on net, and I, I think that's going to benefit them well, especially for teams that want to contend. You have to have a really good golding tandem, and in this situation, you have a really good goaltending trio moving forward into the postseason for Portland, so it takes a little bit of pressure off of Spoonar. We saw that this past weekend. Justin Marich got to play in the home game there against Vancouver, a big victory that guaranteed the Winterhawks a spot into the postseason after that 8-3 win, uh, but then you just went right back to Spoonar, so Put him on Friday, did his job. Marich, excellent on Saturday. Zero goals allowed in two periods of play. Hawks were up 7-0. See you later. And then the Portland Winterhawks went to Everett on their fourth game in six nights. Yes, it didn't go their way. I know the team is frustrated, right? But it's a good kind of frustrated. It's, it's a team that hates losing. Uh, but there's still a lot of things to take away that were good from that game in Everett. And now how they'll handle that going into this weekend in Victoria will certainly be key. Which then will lead us right to the next point. The upcoming games for the Portland Winterhawks. Uh, had a really good stretch coming up in Victoria that players are going to talk about in a minute. We're just about to hear from some of the Portland Winterhawks 20-year-olds. Uh... Gabe Clausen, James Stefan, Jack O'Brien, they talk about the Victoria trip, and Gabe Clausen mentions that he always loves 
uh, this trip onto the island. It's something special. You only get to do it really once a year because the Winterhawks go back-to-back. Unless, of course, you were to meet in the postseason. Can't rule that out, especially this year with these two teams. Um, but Victoria's very fun location to play. The players like it because it, it's a change of pace than just your typical bus ride. You got the ferry to go over. I know there's a big group of Portland Winterhawks fans, especially the Booster Club, heading over there to the island. Very excited to see all of you as well. I'm sure the Winterhawks are going to love that support when they feel a little Portland uh, in the crowd there at Save on Foods Arena this Friday night. Uh, and then you, you look back and you got three straight home games. It ends February on February 28th against Moose Jaw. That is a big measuring stick for the Portland Winterhawks. They are very excited for that game. You do not want to overlook Victoria because these games on the island are important. So they don't necessarily talk about that in this podcast, but I've heard from the players uh, really this past month. They're very excited for that Moose Jaw game because they know it's strength on strength. It's two of the best teams, one in the West, one in the East. You know, you only get one chance to see each other in the regular season. Next Wednesday on home ice, the 28th of February, will be that chance. Tickets available now if you'd like to come out. And then the weekend, jam-packed full of fun. Art night on Friday. It's a brand-new promo night where we're bringing out some local vendors here in the Portland area, going to create like a Portland weekend art market kind of vibe. Uh, very fun just to kind of walk around the concourse and, and see maybe you could purchase some goodies there uh, on that Friday night game. March 1st against Regina and then the following night the Winterhawks will play Victoria once again for their third time in two weeks that'll be the final regular season meeting between the two clubs and that is the ever famous Glass Palace night presented by Jack in the Box the curtains they're going to be lowered baby we're going to have a great game it's going to be an outdoor simulation feel it's going to have that outdoor feel to it because you're going to have that Portland sunset beaming into the arena bowl especially in that first period so get to your seats early on that Saturday game very much looking forward to that and obviously very much looking forward to the postseason that will begin the weekend of March 28th. For those interested, playoff tickets are available. They are online. Winterhawks.com will have that information. You can check out the Hawks social media channels or you can call your ticket representative here at the Winterhawks office and ask them about the Chase the Dream playoff package. A very new uh, ticketing system that Winterhawks are trying out this year. I personally love it. I think fans will as well. Uh, it's going to be $175 for the lower bowl for every single home game this postseason. There is not going to be a better deal in Portland Entertainment in terms of that value. Yes, initially, sounds like a lot, right? $175. Nick, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. If the Portland Winterhawks play five home games... You paid $175. If the Portland Winterhawks play 16 home games and they have every series go to Game 7, they win the WHL championship, you're in the seat for Game 7, which will be home game 16 in the playoffs, it is $175. That is a flat fee. You guarantee your spot for every single home game in the postseason. I really like that this year, and I think the fans will hopefully appreciate that one as well because when I first uh, you know, caught news of it, I thought that would be a good thing here for Portland and its fan base. But that will kind of catch us up on the month of February. Hopefully you enjoyed the Winterhawks start to the month because they were excellent. They won five straight games. They had a really good battle in Vancouver. I know it didn't go their way the first time, but how do they respond? Very well. Chance to clinch. They succeeded. Eight goals scored, seven in the first two periods. They won that game eight to three, and then they played their third game in three night against a rival who wanted desperately to beat Portland in the Everett Silver Tips. They did. The Winterhawks, mind you, they're still six and two in the regular season series against Everett, so they've done well against the Silver Tips, but Everett knew in that game in particular if they wanted to have any chance of winning the U.S. division, they needed to beat Portland in regulation. They did. Kudos to that. The Winterhawks are just one game back 
of the U.S. division title, uh, or at least I should say first place in the U.S. division, but you know what I'm saying. I'm hoping, I'm talking what's going to happen here in the month of March for the Hawks, uh, but they're trying to chase down Everett for that top spot in the U.S. division, and they have five games in hand. Uh, so if you win you know, three of those games, right? Now you're up two and a half games on Everett. So there's still a lot of chance to see how this is going to go, but if Portland does its job and wins some of the next handful of games, uh, they'll be well under the way to winning another U.S. division title. Our 20-year-olds, our special guests here for the podcast, we're going to come back. We're going to welcome them. Gabe Clausen, James Stefan, Jack O'Brien. They speak in front of their teammates. It was during college class time. A pretty fun podcast. They recap everything from the start of their Winterhawks career all the way until the present day. They break down some big moves when they were 15-year-old to the COVID season to this year to playoff aspirations. Uh a little shy group, though, I will say. They were supposed to open the floor for some more questions, but the boys were feeling shy, I suppose. Maybe they're focused on this Victoria weekend. But we did get a question there from Kyle Chizowski and Josh Davies at the end of that podcast. Go Hawks. Can't wait to see you at the VMC all of March and even at the end of February there on February 28th. And thank you so much to Andy Dirt Johnson for helping us cut this podcast up while he's dealing with Theodore back at home. Congratulations there to new Papa as well. We'll bring Andy back onto the podcast for one of our future podcast episodes. We'll hear from the 20-year-olds right after this. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, James, Jack, and Gabe here uh, just talking over a couple things. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Gabe, first. Um, first uh, topic of the session, uh, WHL draft. I know you went pretty high in that draft um just overall thoughts and looking back on that how was that oh yeah it was a pretty cool experience uh, i was at school when i got drafted so uh we were watching it all up on the on the big screen in class uh with all the with all the hockey boys in our class and uh it was pretty fun pretty cool experience get a call from mike right away yeah and uh yeah not much else about it it was going first round considered good <clears throat> yeah some leagues it is okay. uh wasn't really ex- expected to go there, but uh, it was pretty okay. cool when it happened. <laughs> How was uh, your experience, Jack, with the WHL draft? Uh, I didn't have much of an experience <laughs> of the WHL draft. Uh, like you, James, we didn't get drafted, but um, you know, we had Josh Dye come to our uh, U.S. Nationals one year and come and come and scout us, and we, uh, you know, just got ended up getting uh, an invite to camp, and then made the team from there. Yep. Uh. Going back to 15-year training camp, uh, seems like a long time ago. I'll go back to you, Jack. Uh, what were your thoughts on 15-year training camp, just kind of looking back on that? I thought it was awesome. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I remember seeing Gabe there, and uh, I knew he was the first rounder there. I didn't really like him that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. I had Cody Glass on my team, and um, first day of camp, I almost high-sticked Brendan DeJong, and uh, he was trying to take my head off the rest of the camp. I think so you did. I yeah. stick him. I, no, I, yeah, no, yeah. that did happen, but uh, yeah, that was a little bit intimidating, but yeah. that was really cool coming to Portland for my first time and uh, experiencing what this level is like and obviously being uh, with Cody Glass and seeing a player like that, that was that was a really great experience. Yep. Gabe, how about yourself? Yeah, I think same as Jack's pretty cool coming to a city like Portland. Obviously from PA, it's a pretty big step up to come to a city like this uh, and get to play in the Moda Center there for a 15-year-old camp so that was pretty crazy uh, to see what that to see what the the Western League's all about and and uh, kind of get a taste of what to expect for the next five years it was pretty fun for sure Um, just hopping straight into 16 training camp Um, obviously coming up um, 
you know that's your first year in the western league uh what were your thoughts on thoughts on that yeah i was pretty nervous obviously knew you guys were both here kind of had a battle trying to make the team so i decided to bury you from behind in one of the neely <laughs> cup games uh, i thought that would be a good uh, look and, and i think it was uh helped me out stay stay around for the first couple weeks of the season and then uh maybe it wasn't a good look and i got sent home so uh i thought it was a fun camp though pretty good battles in and out and uh yeah yeah how about yourself jack yeah uh 16 year old camp that uh yeah i think what well, we were on the same team again hey Gene? yeah um yeah that was that was a fun camp was that when uh knew he scored in overtime and we won uh i think so yeah yeah that was that was a really fun camp um what, what were your thoughts overall on it james i don't know i mean it was yeah i had a lot of fun um did we win that year yeah i think we did yeah um feels like forever ago yeah it's good win uh feels like a long time ago i do remember gabe bearing me from behind happens um, that was crazy <laughs> hated that guy uh but yeah um i'm gonna switch it over to just a couple throwbacks your first whl um goal slash game um what are your thoughts um can you kind of run us through either of them uh first game was against try in the moda center um i was so nervous i was a little bit scared too <laughs> but that uh i think we ended up getting the dub on that and yep. would have crossed through the michigan that game too yep. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. pretty crazy but yep. yeah playing in the moto was always so fun and uh, i wish we still were able to play there but um yep. you know in that first game i i remember i like rifled one off the post and then you went in and tried to dig it in, and I'm pretty sure it did go yeah, in. It called it, off. It did yeah. go in. It went past the goal line. Got called off, Not and sure then how it didn't go. Got in our goal. first first WHL scrum. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, my first WHL goal wasn't wasn't anything too special. Jarvie got a breakaway. I yeah. just was right on his tail. Got the rebound. Put it in. <laughs> but uh, yep. But yeah, that yeah that's it. exciting. How about you yourself, Gabe? Uh, yeah, my first game. I don't really remember. It was at the VMC against Seattle I think nice. I don't really remember much about the game I was obviously pretty nervous but first goal was in Seattle actually it should have should have happened the period before it had like a spin shot off the wall and it was going in but then someone tipped it in front I think it got there first yeah so I was pretty lucky was. pretty lucky there <laughs> uh but then I think the period after that I got one came out of the corner and uh I think I just went bunk or something yeah and and that was the first one there so yeah yeah that's pretty awesome um we also had a uh, pretty crazy team that year, um, pretty stacked roster, um, kind of a weird season, weird ending. Um, do you want to, and obviously it was a different league back then, uh, a lot of crazy players, so do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it was a super fun year after uh, after Christmas, obviously we knew we were we were a real contender that year, pretty much leading the league the like the whole year I think we were, and even coming down to the last, like I think it was in like February, early March, we had like seven or eight games left i think and the season got cut off so i was uh, obviously really disappointed because we we knew we were, had a good chance uh to go all the way but yeah. it was a really fun year and and cool to see i guess the chance we would have had would have been what about the league yeah it was a crazy league back then you look uh you look now and and uh i think we only got like two or three guys on the team with facial hair and back then it was only two or three guys without it so uh, it was pretty crazy u.s division too yeah u.s division there wasn't a single bad team uh, every night you know you knew you were going to war and uh it was a lot of fun uh to play and, and it was pretty crazy that we were on top of that division yeah do you want to talk a little bit about that or did gabe kind of cover everything i think gabe covered most of it but yeah. i just remember like the ending of the season was so weird like yeah. we're 
we're all i don't think like many people know like we were just getting ready i think we practiced in the morning we're yeah, about to go spoke. to spoke yeah. yeah and then like the night before the nba like canceled their season and like i didn't think anything was going to happen to us but then we're like <laughs> mike's like all right i gotta go in some meetings <laughs> and we were all like playing like tag around the arena <laughs> for like three hours and then it's like oh like you're going home on tuesday like it, it was weird but yeah yeah um do you want to talk a little bit about uh just like the following year like covid season and kind of what happened and how everything shaped up yeah well um you know four of us we ended up going to the ushl i personally didn't have a great experience there but <laughs> it um uh, <laughs> i uh i wish i would have stayed in portland if i knew but um yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a weird season. And I just remember coming back, like, how weird it was. Like, there's no fans in the arena. There's no glass yeah. behind the bench. And, like, yeah. the, you can hear everything that's going on in the arena. But, um, I mean, I, I think the dub did, you know, the best they could with all the restrictions and, and whatever. But, yeah, that was definitely a, a bummer to, you know, it's such an important year that, you know, you get cut short a little bit with yeah. uh, with those restrictions. For sure. Um Gabe, anything to add on that? Yeah, Hope not a season. lot. I think it kind of just sucked sitting at home all the time doing a bunch of Zoom calls and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we are lucky that we got a chance to play uh, those 24 games or whatever it was, so uh, I think they did a good job, and, and yep. we, we did what we could with it. Yep. Um, not sure why you put NHL draft on <laughs> our bullet points, because none of us are drafted here, but... <laughs> I guess you put it down, so what do you want to talk about the NHL draft? It was just supposed to be a joke because we were just going in order, and that's when the NHL draft would have been, but none of us got to experience <laughs> that. So, Oh, that was uh. funny. <laughs> um, any questions out in the crowd for anyone uh, on the group? In the group? Yeah. No one? All right. You you just mentioned that 1920 season. It's, it's pretty cool from my perspective to look back and, and think, you know, I get to see it first, I suppose, of, of how the players are growing even before you guys are here. And then all of a sudden, I think Johnny Ludwig was your captain. Then Chichek was captain during the COVID season. Now you guys are in leadership roles. It's pretty weird to think when you're 16, like you didn't know who that leader was. Then all of a sudden you go through the four years. Now you're the leader for some of the guys here who have maybe only seen you for two or three seasons. Yeah, 100 percent. I'm Like when we were 16, looking at those older guys in the room, uh, obviously we looked up to them and they were great leaders and, and did all the things right. And now having it be us in those chairs it just doesn't seem like we're like on the same level as them really sometimes and it seems like it doesn't feel like we're the same age as they were it's it's kind of a weird feeling but it's pretty cool at the same time for sure um yeah so kind of like the 18 season going into that um had a pretty cool year um made a couple good trades uh acquiring a pretty good goaltender you want to talk a little bit about that yeah that was a fun year again uh we knew we had a good team and and uh, nobody really loaded up that year. It was pretty even throughout the, the Western yeah. Conference that year. And uh, everyone kind of had a chance to do it. Obviously, we had a good first round of the playoffs there. And uh, and I guess maybe not the second round, but but it was fun to experience that for the first time and, and uh, get our first taste of playoffs. And, and that was a really fun season for us, I think. How about yourself, Jack? Yeah, I think that year, like, like even going into this year, like, we, we didn't have – very many guys with any playoff experience and like it was you know, that sucked losing a three to one lead but like i think you know i think all those like experiences are because there's a lot of guys that were on that team you know it's gonna it's gonna make us stronger this year for sure and like you know 
being able to hold the lead in a series and I mean just everything in general like it's everything's gonna all those experiences like we've all obviously learned about them and gained more playoff experiences and you know last year was sour too so you know I think everything's building up and leading us to this year yeah for sure um kind of jumping into the following season uh 19-year um you know a lot of other teams were uh loading up um in our uh conference and um yeah i mean there's a short playoff run um you want to talk a little bit about that yeah i mean i thought first round against everett like that was electric um that was that was a lot of fun um all of our first experiences in a overtime playoff game and the emotions with that like that was crazy i had never experienced anything like that nerve-wracking or intense before and uh you know cam loops was cam loops you know they were a pretty good team um but yeah like again like just being able to learn from those experiences like that's everything's gonna make us better this year for sure you have anything to add i got nothing to add on that all right uh going to the next bullet point here uh little uh off-season switcheroo made um acquiring uh josh davies from swift current um thoughts on that trade yeah i think we were super excited when the trade happened uh playing against dave i guess last year uh we knew what his game was all about and uh i think we knew that our team was kind of missing a little bit of that so uh we were super excited to have him uh see that we acquired him over the summer and uh he's been he's been awesome for us putting the puck in the net uh fighting guys and uh and stirring it up a bit so uh, he's been a really big addition for us this year yeah um i want to ask you about dave but uh an even bigger part of that deal tyson Uramco coming to join the Portland winterhawks um what are your thoughts about that deal oh it's been amazing tyson's been great you know yeah. that guy loves the chuckum so yeah you know he's a really good guy really great guy yeah. blue guy on the team yeah it's my call of duty partner yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome yeah no he definitely gets the boys fired up um yeah so um coming into our 20 season uh obviously um what are your thoughts about that and just uh having our careers kind of wrapped up here all together yeah i mean it's um it's a little bit sad and but like it's exciting at the same time like we're we're all older than we've ever been we're all more experienced and stronger and um you know there's there's confidence that comes with that but you know you gotta you know that it's coming to the end and you gotta perform or or else you know nothing's uh you're not gonna be able to further your career in hockey but it um yeah i think like everything this past five years is leading up to this year and i don't know how you guys feel but you know coming to this year feeling confident we're all you know leaders of the team um you know it's a good feeling yep so yeah it's pretty crazy to think that we only got like 15 games left of our regular season i guess in our career so it's pretty pretty crazy to think about that we're all almost at 250 games i think in the league so yeah uh, it's a lot of gps combined between the three of us so it's been a lot of fun playing with the guys over the last five years and and like jack was saying it's just super excited obviously we got a good chance this year to go all the way so uh, i think just do anything we can to make that happen and see where it goes yep uh kind of on our next point here i kind of got three kind of bullet points together um you just want to talk a little bit about getting uh jan spoonar back uh in the pipes and also acquiring two good guys with Tyson Jugnoth and Nate Danielson. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, obviously Spoonie coming back uh, 
was awesome for us. He had an unbelievable start to the season, and uh, obviously soaked that ankle injury or the foot injury earlier earlier uh, before Christmas. So uh, having him back, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat, and uh, it's been helping us out a lot. Uh, and then obviously the two guys sitting at the back there, they've been uh, a couple of huge additions for the squad. Uh, not only on, but off the course at the at the or on the <laughs> rink, but on the course too. I uh, had a couple of good days with them out there, and uh, but obviously you you can tell what they're doing on the ice and it's helping us out a ton. Yeah, uh, a couple of great guys in the locker room as well. So it's been it's been nice having them. For sure. Anything to add on that? I don't know if I have much yep. much to add on that. Yeah, Gabe kind of put it all together. Um, you want to talk about? Uh, just any memories so far this season? Um, anything that kind of jumps out to you about the the season? Um, man, there's been there's been a lot in the season. Um, I would, I don't, I think just like going through, like just everything, like all the hard practices, all the hard days, all the, you know, like everything in general. Like we we're all doing it together. All like the crappy road trips and then you got to come back the next day and you're skating 440s like going through that together like you know you're it might suck in the moment but you know you're doing it with everyone and going through the same pain together like those are just it's different memories yep anything out on i got nothing no okay um just kind of a playoff deep dive playoff look into um thoughts uh what's it looking like what's it shaping up to be yeah, I don't know. I think we're all really excited. Obviously, just clinched, so that's good to see. Um, pretty tight at the top of the conference here right now, so we're uh, obviously just trying to separate ourselves uh, in the last few games of the season here and, and give ourselves the best chance coming into the playoffs. Yep, for sure. Um, either you can answer this, but there's been a couple of days of nice weather recently. Um, anything you guys have been up to? Um, just playing a lot of golf. It's kind of Weather's been okay. Uh, yeah. Course has been really wet, so balls are kind of plugging. hasn't yeah. hel- hasn't helped out the scorecard, but yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun getting away from the rink For and sure. uh, playing some golf. Yeah. For sure. Anything? Yeah, I've played. Uh, I've only played one round, but uh, yeah, the course was a swamp the day I went out there, and yeah. we were uh, we were playing for money, and I wasn't doing that great. <laughs> then we yeah. uh, then we stopped playing for money, and then I started doing real good. So it's uh, it's funny how that works out, but um, yeah. Not a whole lot going on. A lot of rest, recovery. Yep, it's good to hear. Um, school's almost done. Uh, have some good classes. Uh, what are your thoughts on just overall the school and, and the classes? Yeah, I think it's been fun this year. Uh, the media class has been good. Not not a ton of homework, so it's been nice to uh, to just hang out and uh, create some content with the boys. Uh, on the other side, we've had a, a finance class. That one's been a bit, of a, a bit more of a grind for sure. Uh, a lot of work learning some useful things i think so yeah. so that's been good yeah do you want to talk a little bit on both teachers i think uh we're lucky to have a couple of good teachers this year obviously kelly's been here for the last few years and and uh, we've had a lot of good classes with him and uh we appreciate everything they do for us really good guy yeah we have that's two it. teachers yeah i said i like them both okay um the super bowl um happened recently um thoughts on the super bowl did your team win um your thoughts well my team is the broncos and i don't think they're going to reach the super bowl anytime soon but um i am kind of on the taylor hater train right now and it was a little bit of a bummer to see uh you know the travis kelsey show win it yeah um yeah i just 
the Niners gave it a good effort. I just don't think they, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Patty Mahomes, like he's he's a new guy this year. So yeah. he's, uh, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing not seeing the 49ers win, but, uh, you know, I didn't really have too many favorites. Didn't yeah. put any money on it either. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I hate the Chiefs, so that was tough to see. Okay. I'll just wrap it up with uh, do you have a favorite road trip of this season so far or any you're excited about coming up? Uh, I think the Eastern Swing is always fun. Obviously, we didn't do as well as we probably should have this year, but it's always nice. It's closer to home, so all the family gets to come out and watch. Uh, got a lot of, like I said, like probably 10, 15 people at every game, so, so that's always good to get to play in front of them because they don't get to see very often. Uh, so that's always fun. And then I, we got Victoria coming up this weekend, and that's always one of the best road trips of the year. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm pumped for Victoria. It's going to be a fun trip. It's yeah. always been my favorite trip. Yeah, it's my a cool whole place for career. sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely a mix of emotions. I think it's definitely a little bit sad um, just being here for so long. I mean, this is like my second home now. So so to see it kind of wrap up in the last season, um, uh, it's definitely a little bit sad. But I think it helps with having uh, such a good group we have here. And the team we have here, um, we definitely have a chance to go all the way this year which definitely helps and uh yeah i'm just also super excited to see where we can take this group and how far we can go in the playoffs hi guys it's uh, kyle chazowski here Cheers. i just had a question directed toward james stefan so obviously james i've been your teammate for four years now uh in your 18 year old season you know you had a lot of ups and downs a couple questionable you know meetings this and that <laughs> uh, you know looking back on it i think your game was questioned <laughs> you uh, as a 20 year old different player a two-way player uh, one of our <laughs> top guys i just want to know you know what changed in your game from 18 to 20 year old, years old to become a dominant force yeah well i mean even though i'm 20 i'd say i'm still um searching for my game in this league i don't know where my game's at um but uh yeah i mean every summer um didn't really do any skills training it was kind of just all defensive reps um a lot of stick checking down in the corners uh one-on-one -on -one battles pretty much all summer so use heavy sticks over the summer at all? yeah i did i yeah, taped a couple pucks to the sticks use heavy sticks so just really working on my defensive game every summer um so just kind of solidify myself as a defensive winger now thank you for the question but dave said he was going to ask something he's all real quiet over there <laughs> Ryder looks like he has something what's going on guys it's uh dave over here um just want a quick question for you guys. What do you guys want the the fans of Portland to to remember you guys as? Thanks, Josh. Uh, <laughs> that's a it's a tricky question there. I think uh, I think obviously we all would want the fans to remember us as uh, as hard hard workers, good players. Uh, I think uh, being a good leader and and obviously hopefully leading the team to a championship, they can remember this whole season and uh, and all the years building up to with a couple tough playoff rounds. Uh, leading up to hopefully one final successful year and uh, and just all the, the hard work it took to get there. I hope they remember that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it pretty well there. Just kind of remember everyone almost on the team as just champions. Um, we definitely want to win this season, and that's our main goal. And also, uh, I guess probably just good people in the community. I know we do a ton of community work here uh, with schools and things like that. So, so just good people and also champions. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. You know, the success um, of our team this year and, and going all the way. Um, you know, hopefully my my name on the Neely Cup doesn't leave <laughs> for a while. I've got about four of them. But, um, yeah. 
yeah, I think, you know, people will remember that team that, you know, went to the finals and won it and went to the Memorial Cup. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, wrap it up, James. All right, uh, that was a 20-year-old segment. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, signing off. The manager man. He came from his office, said, son, can I help you? Looked at him and said, yes, you can. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yes, I do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.